entitled Day by Day, it has this verse, he whose heart is kind beyond all measure, that's God, gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. So I think that that's really well said that out of God's loving kindness, he allows both pain and pleasure in each of our lives because he gives us what he deems is best for us. So sometimes it's his will to allow us to go through difficult times. Not only pleasurable times, but also difficult times, times of pain. And we just mentioned in our prayer requests here today, some people that are going through not so great times. But it's something that God allows because he deems what is best for each of us. And we don't always agree enthusiastically with what God deems is best for us, do we? Especially when God allows pain and it might be more pain than we think is necessary at the time. But it's true. God gives each day his wise and loving measure of both pain and pleasure. So that's something we just need to accept. We don't think that God's lost control or he's not aware. Whatever we experience, don't forget we're his children, his beloved children. And he is our father. And whatever we experience in a day uh, is what he allows. Now, sometimes we need to make sure that we're not causing the pain or the discomfort in our lives because sometimes we are. And we need to wake up and stop doing what we're doing that caused the pain. But sometimes pain just happens. Sometimes difficulty just seems to happen. It could be from Satan. It could be from just this world. But the good news is that there's fresh mercy from God for each day's appointed pain. And uh, I want to read a scripture here in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. Matthew 6 and verse 34, we often read verse 33 where Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. But notice what he says in Matthew 6 verse 34. Therefore, since we're seeking first the kingdom of God... Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> now, that's a little confusing. I mean, I, I used to read that verse and think, what exactly is he saying here? Good, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to worry about itself, and each day has enough trouble of its own. So we've just seen that, yes, God, according to what he deems best for us, allows sometimes pain and difficulty in our lives. But we don't need to worry about tomorrow, just deal with today. Now, we tend to worry about tomorrow, don't we? Uh, after this election that we just had <laughs> this past week, a lot of us worry, well, what's going to happen to our country now that the election is over? And how is that going to affect me in the months and years ahead? What about my health? Who's going to take care of me when I get older and can't take care of myself? Will Social Security run out if some warn is going to happen? Will I end up in a nursing home? What about the church? 
Is the government going to shut down churches again? What will we do then? We always seem to worry about tomorrow and what the future is going to hold for us. Jesus' message there in Matthew chapter 6 is, don't worry about tomorrow. God is in control. Just deal with today because God has given you the help. He has given you all that you need just to get through today, okay? And be assured that he's going to do the same thing for you tomorrow. But like I said, we worry about tomorrow. Will I have the strength to live tomorrow when it comes? And to live it well and wisely and even joyfully, no matter what God's measure of pain and pleasure might be. Jesus is teaching us that the strength to live tomorrow will be given tomorrow, not today. In other words, God deals with us on a day-to-day -day basis. The title of the sermon today is One Day at a Time. Don't jump ahead. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just deal with today as God gives us this day and gives us the strength to get through it. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Well, we are already here in Matthew 6, but this time verse 11. We're very familiar with this passage where Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray. And he said something in here that is, uh, I think, pertinent to our message today. We all know the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, beginning in verse 9. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father, the way I learned it is, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I'll stop right there. We're to pray to God, give us this day, give us today our daily bread. Father, give me today the things that I need for today. Now, whether we're praying for bread, for physical food, God will supply that for us. Whether we're praying for the things that maybe bread represents, the strength that I need today, first of all, to get out of bed <laughs> or to go to work or to deal with the situations I'm going to have to deal with. Father, grant me that today. See, God teaches us to deal with him on a day-to-day -day basis. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about the future. Don't even worry about tomorrow. Just deal with today because God is giving you the wherewithal to get through this day today. So just deal with that. Be thankful for what he's given you. Do the best you can today. Get through it as he empowers you to do it. And don't worry about tomorrow because the same help that he's giving you today is going to be there tomorrow as well because he's God and you're his child. So we don't have to worry about the future. Just focus on today. Our task today is to live by the mercies given for today and to have faith that there will be new mercies tomorrow. I know there are times where, you know, I always like to talk to my wife when she gets home from work. And uh, she tells me about the day at work. And some days at work are a real struggle. And she kind of comes home and unloads. <laughs> and uh, I enjoy hearing it. And I try to give her a word of encouragement when I can't. But, you know, from, from time to time, she thinks, well, what's going to happen tomorrow when I go back into work? 
I said, God got you through today. <laughs> He's going to get you through tomorrow. She says, I'm so tired. I don't know if I could deal with it. You're going to be able to deal with it. God got you through today. He gave you the mercies and the, the strength and, and whatever you needed to get through today. Just focus on it one day at a time. That's what God tells us to do. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Just deal with today. Pray that God gives you the wherewithal to get through it one day at a time. And he'll be there for you tomorrow as well. Turn with me back to the Old Testament, the book of Lamentations. It comes right after the book of Jeremiah. We don't read from this book very often, but we're going to do it today. Lamentations chapter 3. This book is called Lamentations because it was written right around the time that God's people went into captivity. Uh, the tribe, uh, the southern tribe of Judah... The nation of Judah was conquered, Jerusalem was destroyed, and the people were carried off captive. Jeremiah was there to witness a lot of what happened. And now from captivity, they're writing about what happened and their experiences, and it's a lament. It's a, a sad recounting of everything that happened to their nation that God allowed happen to them because of their sinfulness. So they're lamenting. Their, their situation in life now. But uh, Jeremiah gives them hope. And notice what he says in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 21 through 24. So again, in the midst of captivity, this is what they're thinking about. Jeremiah writes, verse 21, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore even in prisoner of war camps or wherever they were, he says, I have hope. Verse 22, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. So right in the pit of their suffering and their lamentations. Jeremiah has this word of encouragement for them that no matter what the situation is that you're facing, whether it's your job situation, your own personal health situation, your family situation, no matter what it is, he says, I have hope. Why? Because verse 22, because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. See, again, we're told we're to live our lives as Christians in relationship with God on a day-to-day -day basis. God gives us the strength and the mercies and the grace that we need today to get through today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just deal with today. Don't just survive today but we should be able to get through each day with a good attitude. We're not being consumed. We know that God's compassion never fails, and his faithfulness and his compassion are new every morning. And I remember when I was a kid, I went through some tough times, as we all did. And I remember there were times where I really got myself into trouble. Or maybe there were times when I was really sick. 
And my mother often comforted me. And she would put me to bed at night. I'm talking about when I was really young. And I can still remember her saying to me, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a new day. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I can remember falling asleep thinking about that. You know, I really suffered today. I'm really, I've really been sick. I got a fever. I got whatever it was that I had. Or I really got myself <laughs> into trouble today and maybe was even sent to bed without any dinner, as used to be the case. But there was hope for tomorrow, you see. Tomorrow was going to be a better day. And you know what? It always was. In a sense, Jeremiah is teaching us this lesson here. With us today as Christians, living in relationship with God. We all struggle with bad days. And, you know, we look around the room here. We have people suffering health issues. We have people who are alone and just trying to deal with that now. We have people who are dealing with family situations and some here still working, dealing with their jobs. And there are some tough days to endure. But we have this hope that God's mercies are new every morning. When we have the bad days, we know that tomorrow's going to be better. Why? Because God's going to be there and meet us there. And he's got the grace that we need to get through that day, just as he got us through this day. And, you know, he may have gotten us through this day kind of in an ugly fashion. We had a lot of pain. We had a lot of suffering. Things happened. But that's okay. God is there to forgive. God is there to help and strengthen on a daily basis. God gives us sufficient grace and strength to get through each day on a daily basis, no matter what that day may hold for us. So we're always brought back to this, this way of thinking that each day has trouble enough for itself. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to, will take care of itself. It'll have its own trouble. We don't know what we're going to face tomorrow. You know, sometimes we get up with the best of intentions and maybe that day, for some reason, we end up in the hospital. And we think, well, I didn't see that coming. Well, God says, you don't worry, need to worry about that in advance. God's going to be there to provide what you need on that day, no matter what they, that day may face. And like the song said, God, who deems what's best for us, prepares each day, allowing a certain amount of pleasure and a certain amount of pain, a certain amount of discomfort. We wouldn't have those things if God didn't allow it. Why would God, if he is so good, why would he allow pain in our lives? You know what, if you, if you haven't realized that yet, that's part of life. <laughs> you know, it's not a bed of roses, it's not a bowl of cherries, is life. Even in our Christian walk, we know that from time to time God has, correct us, has to correct us. We know from time to time as branches on the vine that the Father prunes us, trials or whatever comes along to help us to walk the right path with him. And sometimes we need to be corrected, and we need our, our pathway to be straightened out a little bit. You know, there's a, a story back in Exodus chapter 16. God dealt with the ancient Israelites in a very similar way. He had a relationship with, the, with them that was day to day. And when you read the story of Exodus... When the Israelites came out of Egypt, came out of slavery, God released them from slavery, gave them their freedom, 
And he was marching them through the Red Sea, dry shod, through a, a tremendous miracle. After all the miracles in Egypt, the plagues on Egypt, to bring the Pharaoh to the point that he would release them. They were finally released. They walked dry shod through the, the Red Sea. They were on their way to the promised land, okay? We don't know exactly how many Israelites there were. You know, some experts like to venture a guess that there may have been over a million Israelites walking through the wilderness on their way to the promised land. Well, of course, they immediately started complaining that they didn't have enough food to eat. And some of them longed to go back to Egypt where there was plentiful food. And now here they are traveling through the wilderness. So God has compassion on them and he provides for them something called manna. And the name itself means, what is it? Because nobody knew exactly what it was. They only knew that when they woke up in the morning and the frost uh, dissipated on the ground, that there was an edible substance there. And God said, okay, every morning I want you to go out and gather enough manna for the day. Don't take more than you need. It'll be out there every morning. Okay, so they started off with this manna and the Israelites enjoyed it. But sure enough, human nature being as it is, some of them gathered extra manna so that they would have more. Just in case they went out tomorrow and there wasn't any. So sure enough, those that gathered extra manna found that as the day went on, it started to sink, stink rather, and it had maggots in it. <laughs> and they had to throw it away because it was inedible. God was teaching them the lesson. Listen, I'm making it easy for you. Just come out every day and I will be there for you. I will supply what you need, the food that you need. I will sustain you. And of course, they did that six days a week and there was a special miracle because of the Sabbath rest that on one day of the week, they were able to, to save up extra because they were speci specifically told to. But throughout the rest of the week, it was a day-by-day -day process. A day-by-day -day process. God says, you come to me and I will supply your needs. So learn the lesson. And that's interesting because God has the same approach toward us. And why does he do that on a day-to-day -day basis? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Today, I have given you all that you need. Just endure today. Get through today. I'm helping you. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow too. Just like he did with the Israelites. Because he draws us back to him daily. The relationship that we have with God must be sustained daily. We must seek him daily. And just like the Israelites thought, well, I, I better get more of this manna than I need because who knows, tomorrow I may go out there and it won't be there for me. God says it'll be there. Trust me. I'm God. I'm providing for you. So why is it that sometimes we worry about tomorrow? Or we worry about next week or next month or next year? What's going to happen to our country? You know, is God going to be able to help us, you know, if our country falls apart or if this happens or that happens? God says, listen, I'm God. I'll be there for you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. You're my beloved child. I am your father. I'm not going to uh, turn my back on you or leave you out in the cold. So just as he wanted Israel to trust him, 
He wants us today to trust him. There is no cause for us to worry. No matter what the situation might look like out there, no matter what your personal situation is like, your problems at work, your health issues, God is going to give you the wherewithal. It is a promise from him. So the reason God gave Israel manna for 40 years, and you know what? For 40 years, he never let them down once. They ate manna throughout all their wanderings in the wilderness for 40 years, and it was there every day without fail. The lesson was not only to feed them, but to teach them the lesson of daily dependence on God. Daily dependence. And why does God do it that way? It's not because yesterday's mercies were bad or weak. It's because they were yesterday's mercies. Yesterday's mercies were for yesterday's burdens. Today's mercies are for today's burdens. They're new every morning. They are like the manna in the wilderness. You can't keep it overnight. Enough comes for each day. You live one God day by day. You live depending on God day by day, or you don't live on God at all. That's the lesson that he's teaching us. So God wants us to come to him daily. I don't know about you, but I, when I wake up every morning, I think, Lord, what do you have in store for me today? I, you know, I, I'm not big on surprises, but there might be some surprises there. Whatever happens, whatever path I walk, wherever you carry me today, I know that you're going to be there to provide exactly what I need. Through the pleasures and the pain, whatever that day may hold. Turn with me now to Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament. We recently went through this book in our series on the Minor Prophets. But the same principle here, notice the way Jesus is portrayed to us. Talking about this day-by-day -day reliance on God, His mercies being new every morning, that they're going to be there for us, we can count on them. This is a prophecy about Jesus Christ, Malachi 4 and verse 2. It says, but for you who revere my name, and we certainly do that, don't we? We revere the name of God. We, we worship it. We hold it in high honor. But for you who revere my name, notice the sun, S-U-N, which means the sun in the sky, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Now in the King James Version, that sun is capitalized because it refers to Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that in this case, Jesus Christ is compared to the sun in the sky that rises every morning. And we just talked about how my mother used to tell me, tomorrow's going to be a better day. And Jeremiah said, the mercies of God are new every morning. And when you think of the morning, what happens in the morning? Well, the sun rises. You can count on it. It happens every morning. You don't have to worry, is the sun going to rise tomorrow morning? It's going to, okay? You can count on it. So here, Jesus, of all things, is compared to the sun rising in the morning. 
He's called the son of righteousness. And he's going to arise, as it says in the King James, with healing in his wings. And you shall go forth and grow up as, as calves in the stall. So the mercies that Jesus brings us every morning, it's almost like him, like the sun rising in the morning. And I'm always up when the sun rises. I go to bed early and I wake up early. And I enjoy exercising in the morning. And believe it or not, a lot of times I'm out before the sun comes up. I'm out at the high school track going around the track. And I witness sunrise. First light and sunrise, okay? And it's beautiful because as soon as the sun breaks the surface of the horizon, you see these beautiful rays of light coming up sometimes through the clouds or sometimes on a cloud, cloudless day. It's a beautiful thing to see. But I think that's what the scripture says. That's what Jesus is like every morning in each of our lives, like the sun coming up with these rays, these sunbeams, you know, of his love, of his uh, mercy, of his grace shining in each of our lives. Jesus is compared to the rising sun at the beginning of a new day, providing everything we need to get through that day by his strength. I think that's a beautiful analogy. In fact, this scripture was used, I think. Remember the story of the woman who was healed. This goes back to Luke 8. I won't turn there, but Luke 8, beginning in verse 43. Jesus was in a crowded room. And uh, he was wearing his rabbi's prayer shawl. It was customary for a rabbi, and Jesus was a rabbi. He was also the son of God, but he was a rabbi. And he wore a shawl that had fringes on the four corners of this shawl. And uh, the woman who had this issue of blood for many years fought her way through the crowd just to touch Jesus' shawl. And when she did that, she was healed instantly. Remember, Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, with this crowd, who can tell who touched you? But finally, this woman came and said, I was the one who did it. Jesus knew that somebody had been healed by touching his shawl. Because this woman knew the prophecy of the son of righteousness who was going to rise with healing in his wings. And you know, the prayer shawls worn by this, the, the rabbi on each of the four corners of this shawl, uh, those little tassels were called wings. So this woman felt that if she could just touch this rabbi's uh, prayer shawl, she would be healed. And you know what? She was. And Jesus responded to her faith. She had such great faith believing that this man was the one who was going to bring healing to her. And if she could just touch his shawl, and that's exactly what she did, and she was healed of a problem that she had for years. Because the son of righteousness was to come with healing in his wings. But we know that we don't have to necessarily touch a shawl to be healed. Jesus is available to us just through our prayers. We know that he loves us and he has promised to provide what we need on a daily basis. So Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. I'm giving you everything you need for today. 
to get through to this day, no matter how much pain you're feeling and no matter how much uh, turmoil is in your life or how much you see in this society around you that is confusing you and troubling you, he says, don't worry. I'm going to give you everything you need to get through this day, and it's going to be a day-by-day thing because I want you coming back to me every day to rely on me to sustain you. In Philippians 4, verse 19. Philippians 4 and verse 19. We can have faith that this is the case for each of us. I like what Paul says here to the Philippian church. He says in Philippians 4.19, My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So don't doubt God. Don't think to yourself, how am I, in the world am I going to get through this day? Dealing with, with what I'm dealing with, the pain, the upset, the confusion I'm feeling right now, how am I going to get through it? And what about tomorrow? Jesus' reply is, you're going to get through this day because I'm giving you everything you need to survive it. Not just survive it, but to get through it. As uh, the other scripture said, you're going to be like a, a, a deer or a calf, a young calf. He's going to give you strength so that you can not only survive the day, but you can get through it in the right attitude by God's power, not your own power. And one more scripture here, a promise from God in 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 8 through 10. Because we're talking about the one who has all strength, the one who provides for all of our needs, and the one who has promised to sustain us on a daily basis. I like what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 9, and verse 8. And God is able... Don't doubt it. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So God promises. He is so watching over us on a daily basis. You know, everything that happens to us on a daily basis happens because God allows it to happen according to his purposes for us. And there are good things that are going to happen in any given day, and there are not so good things that are going to happen in every, every given day. God hasn't been surprised or shocked by it. He knew in advance what was going to happen. And he knew in advance that he was going to provide the wherewithal for you to endure it and to get through it. And he says, listen, with that promise, you don't have to worry about tomorrow because the same God who got you through this day will be there to get you through tomorrow and the days after that as well. So count on it. Have faith in it. Have trust in it. But come back to God daily. He is the source of everything we need to survive in this crazy world. So don't get carried away with worry. Don't get carried away with the fear. 
don't get carried away with doubt because there's a lot of people in this world today who feel those exact things and they're tearing those people's lives apart. We're not to be like that. We're different, not because we're any better, but because we know God, a God who is merciful and sustains us daily. Let's pray. Father, we know that you'll get us through each and every day that we face. We don't have to worry about tomorrow because your compassions are new every morning. And furthermore, great is your faithfulness. So we know that we're living in a fallen world and we're perhaps witnessing the culmination of this fallen world just going totally to pieces. And even though people around us are fearful, people around us are doubting, people around us worry a lot about whether they're going to be able to make it through whatever faces them in the days ahead, we have confidence because you are our God and you have promised. You certainly have the wherewithal to provide for us all the sustenance that we need and, and also that you love us dearly and we love you for that. Thank you for being our God and continue to, to remind us to come back to you on a daily basis because that's what our relationship is all about. It's not once a week or once a month or once a year, it's daily. And as long as we rely on you for our daily help, you are going to be there for us. So continue to draw us back to you. Continue to remind us on a daily basis to seek you, to find our refuge in you because that's what you desire of each and every one of us. So thank you for your word and thank you for your encouragement. We love you, Father, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.